you're listening to the Calm Mind Confident Life podcast, full of guided meditations, relaxation audios, and an abundance of tips from inspiring people around the globe. This podcast is here to help you cultivate calm and embrace the power and freedom of believing in yourself. With your host and founder of Value Your Mind, Natalie Keeley. Hello everyone, I hope you've all been having a really good weekend and week, whatever time you're listening to this. This week I popped round for dinner to see a good friend and owner of Ginger Nut Goodies, Steph Lowe. And so for this podcast, we decided to have a chat about the power of food on your mood. Steph's company, Ginger Nut Goodies, offers lots of really tasty treats for people with specific intolerances. She created her business based on her own personal struggles with food, including intolerances to gluten and dairy. And as a chef with these intolerances, Steph became really interested in the link between what she was eating and how it was affecting her body. And then, of course, in turn, how it was affecting her mind and her emotional well-being. She began to kind of really pay attention to what does and doesn't work for her and so has formed what I think is a really good ability to recognise foods that put stress on her digestive and nervous system and foods that help kind of calm her body down and obviously calm her mind down too. In this episode, she shares her experiences and we chat about the link between your gut and your mind and what kind of tools that you can use to eat right for your mood. Now, I apologise in advance for my slightly loud laugh at points, but as two friends, we do tend to get a little bit overexcited at points, as I'm sure you all do when you're chatting with your friends. But laughing is infectious, so hopefully, if nothing else, this episode might just bring you a smile or two. So today we wanted to talk about the importance of your digestion and the relationship that that has with your with your mind, because from my experience, actually, you can really kind of almost medicate yourself through food and it really does help calm your mind and also bring you confidence too. And um, I know that you've got a lot of experience in this from obviously your personal experience with food and and your intolerances and things like that. But then also your business, obviously Ginger Nut and how you kind of use food to help other people. Yes, definitely. I do think that there's a a massive um, relationship between eating good diet and having a good um, mental outlook as well. So in essence, I do believe that if you eat crap food, you're going to end up feeling pretty crappy about yourself and about um, your moods and things like that. Um, yeah, I'm not 100%. saying it's as easy to to kind of keep a level level head by eating, you know, all these really expensive superfoods and stuff. You've got to be realistic. You know, you're going to want to have a glass of wine and a chocolate bar here and there. But if yeah. you're going to fuel your body on high sugar um, and a lot of carbohydrate and things, it's going to give you that kind of sugar high mm. and then you get that crash afterwards. Um, 
And it also, if you feel like having a chocolate bar and you know you're not going to spend the rest of the week beating yourself up about having that chocolate bar, then go for it. But it is all about balance. But it's like moderation and moderation as well. There's You've, mm. you've got to be a little bit naughty as well. Mm. You, you've got to have your treat days and stuff. But um, over 90% of your serotonin levels are actually produced in your gut. Mm. So from that, I mean, if you have a, a healthy gut bacteria and a healthy gut wall, then mm. your serotonin levels are going to be at a, a nice level yeah and just for anyone that doesn't know so serotonin is like um what's really important in the brain it, it's a kind of like a hormone that gives you happiness um so people who are depressed have um, lower serotonin levels and then they might maybe give a medication to increase that yeah so whereas from my personal experience i was actually I was on antidepressants a few years ago um and i think they were good for me at that time because it got me over like a little bit of a a bridge so to speak but um to kind of block out certain traumas mm. but I didn't like the fact that I was on a prescription I didn't like the fact I was on chemicals so that's kind of when I read into how I can actually yeah self-medicate through food so mm. I now take um probiotics every day I try and keep the balance of, so I have like uh probiotic capsules I'm also allergic to dairy, so it's a kind of the odds are against me because a lot of probiotics are found in cheese and milk and um cultured things like kefir which is a um you can get it now in tesco's quite cheap it's Mm. uh, like a polish fermented milk Mm. and that's absolutely brilliant for your gut health it's really really good so i try and help keep my serotonin levels up high i mean i don't know how i can actually say to you they're nine out of ten today because i actually have no physical way of seeing it but i definitely know it within myself Mm. um so the probiotics and then also turmeric as well there's been some evidence shown that it helps with neurotransmitters within your brain which Mm. can help with that chemical that serotonin you're talking about chemical imbalance realign um and i do know that if i eat like a lot of high sugar and stuff and then i get that crash or Mm. the thing is though it can it's like a almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy if you're feeling stressed sometimes you stop eating or you end up eating crap because you're like i just want to like pick Mm. different people wrapped in different ways and then that changing in your eating behavior will then kind of have another knock-on effect so it's kind of like trying to just gain control of that Mm. and being aware of your body Mm -mm. some people are very in tune and some people wouldn't even put two and two together that them having i don't know like a a sugary drink on their lunch break is making them feel rubbish a Mm. few hours after Mm. whereas and so yeah because I was just thinking about that and I think that's kind of like such a key point it's that it's it's because what they're recognizing is when they want that sugar when I want that sugar it is reckon you are able then you are connecting with your body because you're recognizing oh I need some energy but it's just then thinking okay what can give me that energy that isn't going to give me that crash afterwards and and it's that association whereas Mm. it's kind of about retraining your brain really Mm. um but yeah there's lots of different foods out there that can can calm your digestion as well like if you're stressed a lot of people get upset stomach um like you think about i don't know like when i I remember having my driving test or doing gcse's i'd get like a you know like butterflies in your stomach kind of like an upset upset tummy Mm. and that just shows you that the brain is directly connected to your like in um digestive Mm. system and any upset within your brain or stress or anxiety can be relayed to yeah to your gut so if for kind of the com the you know the lay person i guess that's not maybe as in tune with their body or or whatever what kind of signs would you say for them to look for that maybe their 
digestion is not calm enough that then it's affecting yeah, their brain, so you know? It's hard because, as I say, everybody is completely different. Mm. Um, what about for you? So for me, triggers for me would be my eating habits change. If I'm really stressed, I tend to not eat. I don't know why that is, but I'll tend to not eat. And then from that, I'll get really tired and lethargic and a basically a bad mood like mm. god forbid the person poor person who come, <laughs> comes in contact with me um but yeah it can be going from you know snacking and eating rubbish really yeah. to to kind of not not really fueling your body properly yeah but with me yeah, it's definitely um lack of appetite lack of appetite or even kind of like the mental switch of being stressed and then thinking you don't deserve this food kind mm. of I don't know it's it's a hard one mm. um but also people could maybe if you've got if you work like a Monday to Friday nine to five job you might see that your appetite at the weekend is better like a lot of people say they binge at the weekend but it's probably just because they're happier that they're not at work mm. whereas Monday to Friday they're stressed so they're maybe not eating as well or they're not they're not eating the correct food because they're not having a good time they're not happy mm. so it's directly affected by what they're eating mm, mm. um and obviously exercise is a big thing as well for getting that serotonin levels up mm, mm. um yeah. yeah so yeah so it's interesting like i guess the yeah there's these kind of early warning signs that you can look for isn't there that um like weight loss as well yeah. or gaining weight those those two again it's really it's you know it depends what your your body type is yeah. like yeah, it's so true about the importance of really knowing what your body type is. So do you have kind of any tips or tools that you can offer or suggest to people that might help them understand more about their body type? Well, I'm quite a strong believer in Ayurvedic medicine. It's very good in the way that it breaks people down into different categories for your body type rather than the diet culture that we see now which I think is responsible for a lot of eating disorders and and mental health problems that we've got now you can't say to four different types of women four different types of men if you have high protein low carbohydrate you're going to lose weight it completely is different to how your body breaks down enzymes and how it stores fats we're all completely different whereas if you look into Ayurvedic medicine it looks at everything it looks at um your build it looks at kind of your your behavioral disposition you know if you're quite naturally hyperactive or if you're quite slow pace and it tells you the foods that complement you so you know it, it might say oh well perhaps don't eat i don't know white onion and red pepper because it will agitate your digestive system and then you won't get such um an upset stomach and therefore your serotonin levels won't be affected by that mm. or it looks into things of saying you know um warming spices might be really comforting for you like cinnamon and um you know cardamom's very calming and things like that it's just introducing things that are already there for you mm. they're not prescribed they're not going to give you any other horrible side effects um, and they're readily available as well and it's mm. something that you can work into your um, your routine again I'm not saying this is it's for everyone have a little read in it um, I did an online survey actually I've got I read it books at home but I actually did an online survey that was free takes about 10 minutes and it just asks you questions like mm. um, do you do you like running long distances um, do you like getting up early in the morning what mm. foods all of these different things and it tells you out of the three doshas which are kind of like three personalities just to give you a bit of a background anyone that's listening that 
so Ayurveda is the Indian medicine system, I guess. And with the doshas, it's about kind of that you have all three of the doshas within you. Um, but you, one might be more prominent than the other yeah. and the others. And so you have to work on all the time bringing them all back into balance because really you want all three to be in balance. Mm-hmm. But naturally, sometimes one will be more raised. Or yes. You might have been born with one more raised than the other. That's kind of explaining, I guess, isn't it, in simple terms. But um, because Ayurveda is actually very comp like there's lots about it and we're talking obviously right now about the nutrition and the diet side of things which they really strongly believe is the key to a lot of um healing ourselves um so if you were to go to an ayurvedic doctor they would heal you through herbs and and all that kind of thing so they really strongly believe like you're saying Steph that it's all directly related to your gut Mm. um but yeah, so it's really it's a really interesting thing, and I'll, I'll what I'll do is I'll link um, a, maybe a website where you can do the dosha yeah. um, assessment to to the to the show notes. No, definitely. Um, yeah, you. I mean, you you spent the time in India studying it, so you definitely. Well, a little bit. Clued, I just I've literally just read a few books, um, and then just actually followed the practice myself, and yeah. I've definitely seen the benefits. Um, some people you know might say oh it's um a placebo effect but to be honest if it's making me happy I really couldn't care less yeah definitely. and if it means I just take some probiotics and yeah you know take my turmeric tablets in the day um and kind of stick to like getting earlyish nights and things yeah because that's another thing as well yeah because Ayurveda speaks a lot about going to bed when the sun goes down we should be rising when the sun comes up we should be really living with the seasons a lot more and that even comes down to food like we should be eating what's in season because that's what our body wants at that time you can go into a supermarket in December and buy kiwi fruit so our digestive systems are not really on the evolutionary path I'd say I mean if we were we we should be having at at winter time you know we should be putting on a bit of weight yeah um to keep warm you know having um heartier meals you know lots of warming spices and things and then come summer having the fruit that falls from the trees and things like that but we don't live we don't live like that anymore and I think it'd be very hard to move anywhere in the world to live like that and whether people would would want to but that's the other thing about the I guess it's intuitive to eating and and to your behaviour. It does feel like it's all about really just living with consciously and with intuition about how your body and mind are linked and how what you put into your body is going to obviously affect your mind. I mean, how many of you have a drink and then for a few days after that hangover seems to last, but it's not a headache, it's not stomach upset, it's your behaviour and your mood? And again, that's got to have a connection between you've put alcohol into your your digestive system and you've either been sick or you've got an upset stomach or something. And then those serotonin levels have been depleted because of the kind of a, a like substance abuse, you know, in a very dramatic way to say it. So if you were feeling, I don't know, like like you said, like maybe if you're your mood's really low maybe it's your hungover mm. or maybe it's just other triggering factors and you're thinking okay I'm gonna like medicate myself through food yeah is there any particular meals that you would make breakfast you know eggs um some nice fatty fish like salmon to get the essential oils you know get the brain rejuvenating itself with all of the omegas stuff mm. like that you know there's so much in the press about omegas being beneficial and i 
I think mm. that is that is true, and that's why we crave after a night out. We crave mm. a greasy, mm. like greasy fry up because amigas are found in like right. rich, rich fatty foods. Okay, so it's the, so it's the fat that we need. Yeah, it's the fat that we need. Yeah, you know, the essential fatty acids. So if you can be bothered, you know, have that have that alternative avocado, have some poached eggs, and have some salmon, and that's yeah. you know that's gonna be a good old. You did touch a little bit on actually supplements that you use. So you said Mm. you talked about you take a turmeric. um... Yeah, so it's actually the 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 vital part of turmeric is the I'm going to say it's wrong. It's the curcumin, curcumin, which is the enzyme found in it that's got all of the beneficial properties. You know, it's it's said to help with um, brain function, um, depression levels, controlling IBS. Um, it's even said it could help treat cancer or prevent cancer. Mm. Um, those uh, supplements, sorry, you can buy in in health food shops. But mm. I mean, you can just add turmeric into your food as well. Mm. Um, and then the other supplements, yeah, probiotics. There's so many supplements that you could buy into. It's just mm. reading up, see, mm. you know, there's no point taking some supplements that you actually look into and you think I don't feel like that would benefit me. Yeah, it's very easy. You could go and spend, I don't know like 60 quid on three, yeah. three bottles of um, yeah. life-changing capsules and things so again it's coming back to that sense of listening listening to your body yeah. what does your what's your body telling you and then kind of supplementing it with whatever you need yeah need and to. there's this massive um i don't want to say um fad but this big thing about gluten being really bad for you at the moment it has been for the past few years um and i see it with the my business is gluten and dairy free. Um, a lot of people don't have gluten in their diet because they find it it you know upsets their their stomach. A lot of people are celiac, so it's a it's a serious disease. And I know that actually people who have do have that gluten intolerance or, or whatever or, or allergic to it they actually it actually makes them very stressed as well doesn't it yeah, so because it's a, yeah it's a natural um, inflammatory mm. so it inflames our guts it can inflame. Um, joints and things in your body and there's a very good book called grain brain which is written by david perlmutter who's a neurologist and a um he's a dietitian and he writes about he prescribes a lot of his patients so he has a lot of kids that have got adhd um a lot of people with depression and he uh, prescribes them basically a gluten-free diet and the change in behaviors within children as well with adhd um and other behavioral problems it's tenfold so that it improves and it's interesting to see because it's not just a dietitian he is a neurologist so he's got yeah i really would recommend reading that book so um, do you so do you think then that everybody should cut out gluten i don't it's i don't think everybody should cut it out because i you know it's a protein at the end of the day it's it is good for you i think if you're going to cut gluten out your diet you need to what fibre are you going to replace it with? What protein source are you going to replace it with? It's it's all different to our genealogy as well. Like, you know, you'll notice that a lot of celiacs are of fair fair, fair skin complexion and fair hair. Oh. Um, there's the highest amount of celiacs are meant to have Gaelic um, genes, Gaelic roots. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if this is true, but my my gastro um gastro oh, i can't remember what they call gastroenteritis doctor gastrologist mm-hmm. he asked me those of you who obviously can't see me i've got red hair he asked me if i've got gaelic genes to which i laughed at him i said yes of course i do and he said that because um our stomachs e- evolved later because we were eating potatoes we didn't have the wheat crop 
in Ireland. Oh, right. Yeah, that we... It all comes back to the potatoes. Actually, it all comes back to the potatoes. That apparently our stomach um, hasn't evolved as quickly as some people in the Southern Hemisphere who would have really? maybe had wheat growing there before. Um, so, yeah, that's... Ah, it's that's so interesting. That way you live on the continent. I mean, you, you there could be countries that don't even eat wheat. They eat rice. Yeah. You give them wheat, they'll probably be like, Ugh, yeah, what yeah, is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, is apparently all of our um, digestive systems aren't actually able to break down gluten, and at some stage in your life, you'll have an, a, a sensitivity to it, whether it's IBS mm, as mm. a child or when you're older. Or, or I mean, I hundred percent. You know, when I eat gluten, like I definitely, I always bloat. Yeah, could just be you know if you're if you're eating bread, it could be the chemicals they use in the bread or the raising true. agents. It's yeah. not always you know it could you know That's you could have true. a sourdough loaf and be absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, and and also the other thing is is isn't it that it actually the gluten free alternatives have a lot of a lot of it has unless obviously you're getting from ginger nuts, yeah. but a lot of it has like um added stuff Sugar. in that you don't really want yeah. to i'm not sure why they do that in the shops i think it might be because there's not as high turnover on the shelves so they have to put sugar which is a natural preservative in right but yeah yeah there is a lot of sugar yeah. in a lot of gluten-free stuff and people the way it's been branded and marketed like the food industry is very good at branding and marketing stuff to to say it in like a healthy way for some reason people think that if you've got gluten free on it it automatically means healthy it Mm. doesn't at all Mm. it's just about education again it's just about reading those labels and understanding what you're eating Mm. and like portion sizing as well because it could say you could read you could read a chocolate bar and it says this much per serving and you Mm. think oh that's all right and then you realize there's meant to be 20 servings in that chocolate bar and you think Mm. oh god i've just Mm. eaten that in one go yeah yeah (laughs) so some say someone's I don't know, got an interview, because I mean, I, I'm saying this because I've been in this situation where um, you've got, you're waking up in the morning, you've got an interview and you need like to, you need to be eating something that's really quite calming mm. or, or drinking something that's quite calming. Um, oats, definitely. Okay. Oats are very good. Um, banana. I'm actually, I'm Bananas. sure you've told me before, bananas. Yeah. For getting people to sleep. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Bananas are good, actually, energy and calm. And I was just thinking also, so, sweet potatoes, I feel like because they've got magnesium in, haven't yeah. they? And that reduces stress. Yeah, so, I mean, for breakfast, I'm not sure if you'd want sweet potatoes, but <laughs> you could definitely go for banana pancakes. Oh, that's you know, good. Just, just, egg, just egg, some oats and banana, or something a bit, you know, if you haven't got time for that, then banana smoothie mm. or, yeah, porridge with banana. Mm. Um, and also just get up and give yourself some time because... The one reason that we get stressed is normally because we haven't got enough time. But make time for yourself. Yeah. Just get up a little bit earlier and take the time to sit down and eat instead yeah. of eating on the go. Because that's the other thing I was going to actually talk to you about is because it's our eating habits actually can cause more more stress in our body. So you mentioned about, you know, if you're going to have something bad, like just enjoy it. Yeah. Don't make yourself feel guilty. And yeah. I'm such a strong believer in that because... I think if you, you know, I see so many people, they'll like go for the cake and then they'll just talk the whole time about how they shouldn't be eating the cake. I don't know if this is true and maybe you have shed some light on this, but I feel like if you're going to eat some food, but you're feeling stressed about eating that food, it's going to, I don't know, it absorbs a negative energy and then goes into your body in a, in a negative way. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I guess it kind of, it, would, it could kind of stagnate and just you then just, yeah, beat yourself up kind of regret eating that if you break it down why why can't you have mm, that mm. you know as long as you're not eating i don't know 
a gatto every day was. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just balance, isn't it? Yeah. A gatto every day. Gatto. I don't even know who eats gattos now in 2018, but... <laughs> I'm going to have a gatto for breakfast. <laughs> who says that? <laughs> what do you want to eat? A gatto? Um, yeah, so a cake. And that was... And maybe was... not have caffeine. Sorry, I was just going back to... Oh, yeah. Thing. So what do you think about caffeine? Because I feel caffeine, people are given such mixed messages on. Because on one hand, you know, you know, obviously, it increases anxiety, which isn't good for calm, which is obviously what we're talking about. Mm. Um, but then but it's it, got good antioxidants exactly. in it. Exactly. So now you're hearing one coffee a day is really good for you. Yeah. So I don't know. What What do you think? <sighs> Uh, for me, coffee is not something that is not good for my myself. It stresses me out when I have it. I really look forward to the idea of having oh a nice coffee, the smell. But to be honest, I'll drink half a cup and go, yeah, that's that's not helped me. I get a bit sweaty, or if I'm already nervous, I to be honest, if I was nervous about something, I probably wouldn't have a coffee. If I was very tired and very lethargic and very sluggish, I'd want that kind of energy boost energy fuzziness that it gives me so i definitely have some um so that sounds so you, so what you're doing there is you are listening to your body because yeah. you're kind of like you said you get this kind of sweaty palms and stuff like that yeah. and the heart palpitations that kind of thing yeah not like not like crazy Bad, heart but, palpitations but yeah. i definitely notice it yeah so it um, comes again back to, doesn't it the body type yeah. knowing what body type you are yeah. yeah but then i've never really been someone who drinks like a lot of um coca-cola or like caffeinated drinks so maybe because my tolerance for it isn't as high as other people Mm -hmm. i know people that have eight coffees a day and they sleep fine at night Mm -hmm. whereas if i was to have two coffees i'd probably struggle to sleep you mentioned about in a rush and eating it's just not great really and Mm -hmm. so taking your time and like giving yourself actual time to sit down have a meal which so many people don't do they do they they kind of eat on the run eat on the move whatever and yeah we're all guilty of that as well like well We'll rush to, I don't know, we'll rush to be on time for something or we'll put some someone else first and then forget about ourselves and, and things like that. But um, definitely if you sit down and eat and it will help with, um, yeah, help with your digestion because your brain's then going into, right, we're sitting down in eating mode now. So you probably get less digestive issues rather than being on the go mm. and, your, and your stomach going, no, right, okay, I've got... My blood needs to go to other places instead of going to the gut wall and helping break it all down. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's quite a mindful... It's an opportunity to be mindful, isn't it? Yeah, just To actually pay attention to your food and what you're eating, what you're putting in your mouth, how it's feeding you and how it's nourishing you and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's such a key, key point. Okay, well, we could talk for ages, <laughs> um, but um, we've got some food in the oven that yeah. we need to eat. Um, so I just wanted to finish by asking you what your three, so I do this with everyone, what your three top tips are around bringing calm and confidence into your life. And it can be anything. So, gosh, um, being self-employed, I put myself under a lot of pressure. That pressure also does make me work harder, which so it's a hard thing to balance out. But I do tend to say to myself, look, you are only human. There's only so much one person can do. And um, that always helps. That kind of helps ground myself. So it's like a mantra kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, Another thing is spend time outside. I love spending time outside. Whether it's 10 minutes outside at the beach or going for a forest walk or something like that, kind of connecting with nature and not talking to anyone, 
not taking my phone with me. That's another thing. Mm. Um, definitely getting good sleep. Mm. If I don't sleep, then I end up making mistakes in the day, which makes me stressed, which mm. then makes me anxious, which mm. then makes me not able to sleep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> So definitely. definitely sleep. So, yeah. yeah. Not beating yourself up, try and stay positive, getting some fresh air and sleeping. And so lastly, if people wanted to find more about you and um, maybe order some of your wonderful food, where would they find you? If you are local to Hampshire, I'm on Limington Market every Saturday. Um, If not, head to gingernutgoodies.com and I will have my online shop up and running soon. Fab. And she's also on Instagram, always posting lots of yummy stuff that (laughs) always makes me very hungry. So check that out. And as always, I will leave these links in the show notes. Thank you, Steph. Thank you. So a massive, massive thank you to my friend Steph for coming on the show. It really was a pleasure chatting to her. And I hope you guys all got something out of that too. As always, everything that we discussed, any websites or books will be in the show notes. So do check that out. Head over to her website if you fancy buying yourself a nice healthy treat or two. And I also want to add that on my website, there are actually recipes that you can see on there, which are really designed around your mood, helping you find more calm or energy or helping you sleep. So do head over to there and check that out if that's anything that you're interested in. Again, I'll leave the link in the show notes. And until next time, I hope you all really have a lovely, calm and confident week. Mm